everybody. Welcome to episode five in our series of Spotlight on Financial Services Tax. I'm Peter Mabry, I lead our Financial Services Tax team here in the Middle East and I'm delighted that this afternoon I am joined by Kirti Joshi. Thanks Peter. Hello everyone, my name is Kirti Joshi. I am a director in the PwC VAT team in Dubai. I mostly deal with financial services, banking, insurance, etc. And it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Kitty. And this are, today we're going to be talking about VAT. So let's get into it. So um, probably a quick question for you from the perspective of VAT. Now, it's been more than two years, I think, that VAT has been introduced in the GCC different countries. Um, do you think from a VAT perspective there are going to be any changes or there are going to be any activities that need to be undertaken by FS groups specifically? Okay, thank you, Kirti. Excellent question. Uh, and I'm often asked by um, uh, clients and taxpayers generally, given that you know, VAT has now been in place, as you say, for two years, surely it's kind of job done. Um, and um, I think the main message I'd like to convey is um, nothing could be further from the truth. Um, we are at the start of the journey, uh, not at all at the end of the journey. Now, the reason why I think actually that's particularly true for the um, financial services sector and indeed kind of banks in particular is because, um, uh, uh, as many people know, banks are partially exempt. So some of the services that they supply are exempt and you cannot recover input that in relation to those. Some of those are taxable um, uh, and you can recover fully and if you like everything else in between um, has to be allocated. Um, and it's because of this if you will, dividing line um, between what is exempt, what is taxable, um, that is particularly challenging for tax authorities, is challenging for um, uh, taxpayers. Um, and actually, that is as, as time evolves, I think the energy um, that needs to go into that, both in making sure we form the right position or where disputes arise, um, resolving those disputes, um, uh, 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 is key. Um, uh, and actually, I'll give another example, actually. Um, if you take, uh, for example, the payment sector and something like interchange fees, um, I think that's a nice illustration of my point because um, in that area, the question is, if you're processing a payment, a lot of that's done through software and kind of electronically these days. So is that a software service, which is generally taxable, um, or is it an exempt um, a, a finance transaction? And, you know, the exact detail of the mechanics particularly with kind of like modern fintech developments is, uh, is not straightforward. And we've of course had, um, uh, uh, we still have two uh, uh, countries um, within the GCC region um, which are um, uh, yet to announce any kind of um, VAT implementation, Qatar and Kuwait, and one that just has. Um, so um, uh, the, if you like, there's lots still to occur there. That's true. And probably just to add to that would be kind of rate changes, just like we saw in the KSA recently where the rate was increased from 5% to 15%. So it, the suit may follow and the other countries may also decide to increase the rate. And also probably audits, which is going to be, right. which is going to be quite a uh, thing going forward with many of the countries having already started audit at some level and which will start potentially increasing for the FS sector and it may come to the limelight going forwards. And um, Kitty, in your experience, is that the, if you had to say where the kind of process is, is mm -hmm. that, um, I mean, uh, the UAE tends to uh, sometimes um, uh, initiate some of these things. How would you describe the, 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 the status of sort of auditing and the process between the different um, existing countries of UAE, um, uh, uh, the Kingdom, 
uh, at Bahrain? Sure. I think uh, from a BAT perspective, when it comes to the UAE specifically, the audits have started. They've started around a year back. But when it comes to the financial services sector, it has been a little untouched so far. There are only a few audits which have been conducted mostly around where taxpayers have filed refunds or if there have been specific instances. But because of the pandemic situation and the overall changes that keep on happening, we could potentially see audits commencing in the FS sector. Bahrain has already started audits. There have been audits for banks as well. Many of our clients have gone, undergone audits. Similar situation with the KSA. So I think now, because it has been almost two or three years of implementation, the next stage is what we see is generally going to be dispute resolution. Right. The starting of which is audits. Okay. Now that's, uh, I think that's a great summary. So maybe let's get on to a, um, uh, address a slightly different area that I kind of alluded to a second ago, and that's the idea of um, uh, input tax apportionment. Um, now, for the sake of kind of, you know, all people um, uh, uh, watching our series, um, with um, particularly banks and certain other um, financial sector players, such as um, uh, life assurance groups, where we have a position where we are um, uh, making some supplies to our customers, which are um, taxable, um, maybe M&A deals, that type of thing. Some supplies which are exempt. Um, uh, you know, I was talking about payment transactions a second ago. Um, uh, uh, the process normally is where you're looking at your kind of inputs and the fact that you've suffered, you allocate um, stuff that's directly allocable to the uh, taxable, you know, uh, uh, is fully recoverable. Stuff that's directly allocable to the exempt is irrecoverable. Um, uh, and then everything else goes into yes. a, a, an input um, tax apportionment pot. That's correct. And I understand that there are kind of different approaches to how that apportionment methodology works. Sure. So, can, Kitty, what, what, how would you summarise where that process is at and how it differs between the different territories in the region? Sure. I think, I think input tax apportionment is in itself a very interesting topic, so to say. And as you rightly mentioned, when it comes to businesses that are in uh, providing taxable as well as exempt supplies, this is a key factor for them because that needs to be done on a tax period basis as well as there are some things that need to be done on an annual basis. So um, if you look at the three countries that have already implemented VAT, the methodologies that have been applied by the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and Bahrain have been more or less similar where they've gone by the output method. So basically to look at what is your taxable revenue vis-a-vis -vis your exempt revenue and then the expenses which are in the pot take a percentage of it and apply that percentage to the uh, to the pot. However, UAE in the beginning, when it started with the implementation and when it was implemented, they started with an input method whereby you looked more to your expenses rather than looking at your output and then determine how the VAT needs to be apportioned. So that was a different method altogether that was applied, quite a few teething issues with respect to that method. But later on, there were guidances issued by the tax authorities talking about special methods that could be applied by different sectors depending upon what kind of business it is. So they laid down various methods, one of which probably which is a more complex method is the sectoral method, mm -hmm. which would be mostly applicable to large institutions such as banks, yep. where you're looking at different verticals of products or activities within the same organization and therefore you definitely cannot apply one single method to the entire organization as a whole. And that's where the complexity and the intricacy increases 
for the reason that you will have to look at supplies for that specific division, right. look at the inputs or the kind of uh, common kitting that is there for that specific um, product again and activity and then apply it and then use it dif by different assumptions for the various activities within the organization. Right. So we've seen a lot of um, institutions already made applications to the Federal Tax Authority in the UAE and there is a lot of to and fro which is happening with the authorities with respect to the assumptions, clarifying the data, clarifying the overall approach that has been adopted. So yeah, input tax apportionment is definitely a very interesting and a complex topic and I think um, not only just the financial services sector but education sector right. or uh, even the real estate sector which definitely falls under financial services. These are the key sectors where input tax apportionment is, is a key consideration. Thank you, Katie. So maybe if I kind of summarise my takeaways from what you've just described, if we go back to when sort of VAT was implemented, both for tax authorities and for taxpayers, there was a need to get in um, the kind of basics quickly. Uh, I think everybody was under pressure to do that. So there are some, um, uh, uh, you know, if you like, uh, more straightforward input tax apportionment systems in place. And we're now seeing a kind of evolution where um, many taxpayers, um, uh, which have um, a partially exempt position, such as banks, are looking at other, if you like, perhaps more accurate methods um, uh, to calculate their apportionment. Um, and I, I certainly, I think, from what you're describing, this process is going to, you know, is going to continue and across the, the three countries in the region. Um, and certainly, I myself have actually observed with certain taxpayers when you look at this, it can make some quite big differences to the um, the level of recovery. So it's actually really important. Uh, for both taxpayers and for tax authorities that we get this right um, and I would see it as part of that kind of next evolution, the next step in the, in the journey that we're on. Um, and maybe that actually brings me back, I'd just like to sort of conclude this session, I hope uh, people have found it useful to kind of, maybe I'll summarise the sort of key takeaways for me uh, and that is, you know, VAT's been in the region now um, uh, for uh, more than two years um, but despite that, we are only at the start of the journey and hopefully this conversation has shown you um, that there are some very important changes to come, not just some of the rate changes that have occurred in the region, um, but the whole area of um, input tax apportionment, as well as um, adoption in Oman, which is uh, uh, now going to be um, uh, happening um, uh, next year, um, and yeah, potentially in future in uh, Qatar uh, and uh, Kuwait also. Thank you for watching. Thank you.